So emotions play a big role in stress management. So let's talk about the skill of emotional agility. And at its core, emotional agility is about knowing yourself and developing a greater level of control over your feelings and reactions. With greater emotional agility, you can maximize your confidence. You can turn negative emotions into positive thoughts and respond resourcefully in a way that you might not even know that you're capable of right now, but you are. Emotional agility is one of the most valuable business skills you can possess, and you're all capable of improving this skill quite quickly. It just takes a bit of practice. So how do you do it? So this is I'm drawing on the work of a couple of experts here, Suzanne David and Christina Congleton. And in their Harvard Business Review article called Emotional Agility, How Leaders Manage Their Negative Thoughts and Feelings, they describe four steps for building emotional agility. And they say that people don't stumble because they have undesirable thoughts, because we all have them, that's inevitable. They stumble because they get hooked by their thoughts, like a fish caught on a line. And they buy into their thoughts, treating them like facts. And over, the, over time then, they're turning these thoughts into beliefs, and then they get really stuck with them. So your first step in building emotional agility is to recognize your patterns, just like I asked you to do there. It's very important to notice when you've been hooked by your thoughts and feelings. And this can be a little bit hard to do initially, but there are certain telltale signs that you're hooked. And one of them is that your thinking becomes a bit repetitive and rigid. And another sign is that you feel like you're telling the same story over and over, a bit like that movie Groundhog Day, remember that one, where it's like the same thing over and over. And you have to be aware of the patterns that you're stuck in before you can make a change, all right? So that self-awareness is really important there. These experts say that the next step in emotional agility is to label your thoughts and emotions because labeling allows you to see your thoughts and feelings for what they are. They are transient sources of data that may or may not prove to be helpful. So we're all capable of, of, capable of taking this de detached view, like that helicopter view of our inner experiences and this is what we call mindfulness. It's about bringing your awareness to your present moment where you ask, what am I feeling? And you label it. And then you ask, what am I thinking? And this not only improves behavior and well-being, but it also promotes beneficial biological changes in the brain at the cellular level. So the next step in an emotional agility is to accept your thoughts and feelings. So the opposite of controlling is accepting. So you don't have to act on every thought or feeling or resign yourself to negativity. Remember, our thoughts and emotions are not facts, they're data. But you can respond to your experience with curiosity and openness. You can notice you're feeling angry or upset and you can accept that. I'm feeling upset right now. And then you can be curious about how that came about and how else you could think about the situation. So emotions are a signal that something important is at stake and that productive and skillful action is needed. And step four in building your emotional agility is to act on your values. So when you unhook yourself from difficult thoughts and emotions, you expand your choices. You can activate your free will 
and decide to act in a way that aligns with your values. This is about making a choice about your response and reality checking whether it will serve you or sabotage you in the long term as well as the short term. So asking that question, are you being the person you want to be, the leader you want to be? So our, the mind's thought stream just flows endlessly and emotions change like the weather, but your values are consistent and be, can be called upon at any time and in any situation. So here's a question for you. What are your top one or two values? What's important to you? So if you are in alignment with your most important one or two values, what behaviors would you be demonstrating when you're stressed or under pressure? So write that down for yourself. And here's another way of thinking about that. Imagine a colleague or perhaps even a client was describing how you managed a challenging situation. So let's do a third person perspective on this. How would you like to be described or known by other people? So this is you getting that third person fly on the wall perspective. What would you like people to experience you as when you're stressed or under challenge? hopefully you've got some ideas there about a value that comes to the surface there because these are very important. Now here's an example. A few weeks ago I was actually running a workshop at a client's premises and my normal contact person wasn't in that day and I needed to be let in to their training room and I asked at the front desk and and I asked them to ask if someone else was there. I could um, I knew a couple of people there and I suggested a few names and it was a bit of a problem. It took some time and eventually someone um, arrived who I had met once in the past but obviously this person was not very happy about being asked they were probably busy and didn't want their work interrupted and they weren't real happy about this request to assist me and seriously it was only a five minute task but the person um, basically did no greeting with me she opened the door for me but she was incredibly abrupt now I was thinking about this and I thought to myself wow that was a choice there we all have a choice as long as we have self-awareness. And in that situation, there could have been a choice to be respectful, which is, a, which is one of our values. And this person actually chose a different value. And it was a, an interesting experience for me because I thought the interesting thing is it probably had more of a, took more of a toll on her than it took on me. But it was interesting to think about behaviors, this flustering huff and puff and, and rudeness was a choice. So either way, your choice has the most impact on you. Remember that. I wasn't in a stress response. She was in a stress response. So it has more of an impact on her. And a lot of people do struggle to manage their emotions. So let's have a look at an emotional agility technique.